Hey, welcome to the Candy Apple Press Podcast, the Feminization Boudoir. I am your host, Kylie Gable. Uh, This episode, uh, the talking is going to be pretty short and sweet. Uh, For this particular episode, we are finished with the College Changes a Guy series. uh, With uh, book number eight, or audio number eight, however you want to put it, we are finished. And um, Shayla just did an amazing job reading these. We talked about this on an interview we did before book seven last week, so I separated that out. If you want to hear the interview, uh, just go to the uh, complete Shayla Aspasia interview, which is the podcast episode before this one. Anyway, um, I have four new audios up on Clips for Sale, and uh, please check them out. I have... um, Book 8 in the series, if you've been reading it all along, I've got the collection that's coming out now. I've got um, Forced Feminization Quarterly, um, and I've also got um, another story that uh, Shayla did that's in um, Forced Feminization Quarterly called Old Friends. So there's a lot coming out from me, please check it out. Um, So let's get started with this audio. Um, Like I said... These college series, this college, these college series, this one for, is about my freshman year of college, so it's really personal to me. So uh, there are a few things that have been fudged here and there to protect identities or whatever, or for dramatic purposes. But this is basically how I became interested and in, um, how I was feminized. So give it a listen and uh, enjoy. I can't believe I'm saying this," said Jim. "But let's go with Kylie." All the girls cheered excitedly. I wondered what they were going with me for. I had a feeling it couldn't be anything I would actually want. Okay, he wants to meet the girl first, right? Asked Amanda. Yeah, is that going to be a problem? Asked Jim. Not at all. I'll arrange a group date. We'll all go for pizza. Don't worry, Kylo will be looking so hot that he'll be drooling over her. What's going on? I asked, terrified. You like pizza, don't you? Yeah, of course, I said. Then there's no problem at all, said Amanda. Of course, I soon learned that there was going to be a huge problem. Even though this was just a group date to a pizza parlor, which is like the least stressful of all dates, I was actually going to be going on a date with another guy. This time, Karen spent hours getting me ready. We went for a simple black dress with boots. They wanted all the attention on me, so all the girls were wearing pants. But though they wanted me to look sexy, they didn't want me to look strangely overdressed. Up until this time, I thought I was just going on a group date. But about 20 minutes before the guys picked us up, the girls dropped the other shoe on me. Are you nervous about going on a date with another boy? asked Deanna. Terrified, I replied. There's no need for that, said Deanna. Jim's roommate is so shy with girls that he won't put any moves on you. I guarantee it. I hope you're right, I said. That's why you're going on this date, said Amanda. He needs to get more confidence with girls. And you think a date with me will give him that? I guess I can try to make him comfortable. That's the spirit, said Amanda. I hardly think one group date will be enough, though. 
Deanna's softball team is having a dance, and we want him to take you. No way. I'm afraid so, said Deanna. We really need to get him over the shyness. So, one of you girls go with him, or find him a girlfriend, I said. That's the problem, said Wendy. We can't guarantee that a friend of ours would even act like she was having fun. You, on the other hand, we can guarantee that you'll act like you're totally in love with him. Totally, said Karen. This is his chance to get to meet you and see what you're like, said Amanda. If you two hit it off, he'll ask you to go to the dance. You need to make sure that that happens. How am I supposed to do that? I complained. What do you think all this practice was for? Asked Karen. If you just act nice to him and act like you're interested in him, you'll be fine, said Deanna. When the guys arrived, Jim practically pushed Andy towards me. Right off the bat, my first impression of Andy wasn't horrible. He was only a bit bigger than I was, and he had brown curly hair and a goofy grin. He had three older brothers and no sisters. He went to an all-boys high school, and he had very little social contact with girls through the first 18 years of his life. This all added up to make me extremely frightening to him. Even though the girls had pressured me into acting like I totally loved the dork, I knew if I acted like I wanted to jump his bones right there, I'd send him running away in a panic. Bit by bit, I was wearing down his defenses by just acting like I was interested in everything he was interested in. About 20 minutes into the meal, Wendy announced loudly that she needed to go to the bathroom and ask if I'd come with. I knew this was an order and not a request, so I agreed, and Deanna said that she needed to go too. So the three of us went to the bathroom together. No sooner were we in there than Wendy was in my face. What the hell is that? she asked. No, Kylie's right, said Deanna. If she's too aggressive, he'll go into a shell. She's playing this perfect. Remember, this is the preliminary. If this goes right, you'll get everything you want and more at the main event, promised Deanna. Oh, great, I thought. What am I setting myself up for? Okay, but this dance better be amazing, said Wendy. I can't see how it won't be, said Deanna. Kylie, you could drop a hint or two that you want to go to the dance. That will make it easier for him to ask you, since you're the one who brought it up. Is it always this complicated when you're dating guys, I asked. Pretty much, said Deanna. You all have such big egos. We have to trick you into doing what you want half the time. As long as we're in here, Princess, freshen up your makeup, ordered Wendy. All three of us stood in the mirror and carefully touched up and reapplied. We nodded our heads to each other, indicating that our makeup was on point, and then we headed back to our table. Complicating things was the waitress who was chatting at our table. We hadn't been assigned to her, but Rio was a friend of the girls. I noticed her right away because she was a beautiful blonde girl with huge eyes that were fascinating. They were a shade of green. She was a working class girl from downstate Illinois and tuition at a private school wasn't easy. Even with grants and scholarships and loans, she needed every penny she made for a living expenses. And there were nights where she had to split a package of ramen into two meals 
so that she wouldn't get kicked out of her apartment. She was dating Dwayne, who was one of the few guys at the college who was smaller than I was. They both made sure to take good care of us. Dwayne made sure that the waitress always kept our glasses full, while Rhea gave us a free basket of garlic bread, created by an order mistakenly being filled twice. The problem was that Rhea knew I was a guy, and for all I knew, Dwayne did too. It would be really terrible for me to be holding Andy's arm when Rhea proclaimed, Wow, you look great. I would never know you were a guy. Fortunately, that didn't happen yet. Rhea said hello to me when she visited, but she called me Kylie and didn't do anything to give my secret away. Throughout the dinner, I did just what Deanna had suggested. I brought up the dance three or four times, and I continued to try to make Andy feel at home. Are you having a good time? I asked him. Yeah, this is a cool restaurant, he said. Great, I replied. I like pizza, he said. Me too. That's cool. Yeah, I love pizza. I practically live on it sometimes, he said. You don't say. Yep, he replied, and just like that he started chatting with Jim. I felt like I was floundering, and I looked at Deanna for anything. Sympathy. But she just shrugged. Even worse, now that he was talking to his roommate, he was lively and energetic. He was even funny. With me, it was pizza. What classes we were taking and what type of soda was the best. At the end of the night, I was in trouble. I moved in to kiss him goodnight. Nothing more than a friendly peck, but this was my last chance to make a move. He pulled away from me like I bit him. After we walked home, we met up in my room. Look, I know I screwed up. I'm sorry, but flirting with guys in the library was never like this. It was impossible to get anything out of him. Watching you two was like watching my grandfather cut the grass, said Amanda. She's right, you know, said Deanna. None of us would have done any better. That's why Jim wanted us to set him up in the first place. Still, she should be punished for that kiss at the end, said Wendy. At least she could have gone for some tongue then. We had all written off Andy. Amanda told me I would not be punished because given the circumstances, I had actually done a pretty good job. However, she also warned me not to get too excited because they'd fix me up on a date with another guy. The next afternoon at 3.40, Karen was working at the front desk of the dorm when the florist arrived. This happened often enough until she saw the name on it. The card was made out to Kylie. She was so excited. She barely made it 20 minutes until her shift was over and she could go round up the other girls. Like some weird cult ceremony, she carried the wrapped vase of flowers with other girls trailing behind her. When I saw the flowers and the gleeful girls, I collapsed onto my bed and just sat there staring at my shoes and shaking my head. Amanda grabbed the card from the flowers and read it out loud. It was a Shakespearean sonnet and a card telling me he really had a good time and asking me if I wanted to go to the softball dance with him. His number was on the card, so I could call him back. I should have never doubted you, Dee, said Wendy. The poor guy was too chicken shit to actually ask her, so he did it with a card. You need to call him right away and accept, ordered Amanda. Then we can worry about shoes, a dress, and your hair is definitely long enough for an updo.
This is going to be so much fun. It'll be just like Kylie's prom, beamed Karen. Oh my God, this is going to be better than I ever thought. We have to go all out, shouted Wendy. I just groaned. I looked up at Jim for sympathy, but he shrugged and shook his head as if to say, Better you than me. There were about ten days until the dance. There were a lot of similarities between the dance and a prom, right down to the limo that we would be arriving in. But one thing that was most definitely different was that Hassam High School girls spent months preparing for a prom. But this dance, it was all last minute. That is for most college girls. I, however, was not most college girls. Karen had made a schedule for all the preparations. The first thing on the agenda was dress shopping. Not only did the girls take me to try on prom gown after prom gown, but they made their high school friends from the first shopping trip their honorary beauty consultants. These girls were already planning their own proms, and between them, they had a lot of humiliating ideas. By now, I knew them as Laura, Rachel, and Vicky. Laura was the most outgoing, but Vicky, she was the mean one. Rachel was the one most into fashion, and when you put them all together, oh, they spelled trouble. I hadn't seen them that much since our first shopping trip, but the college girls occasionally would make me call them up and have them babysit me. That is, when they were out on the weekends. Babysitting generally meant that they would spend the night giving me a makeover, making me dance to music, put on a fashion show, and generally humiliate myself in some way or another. And then, to top it off, I would have to pay them $5 an hour each just for the privilege. When I tried to intimidate them, Vicky got right in my face and towered over me by four inches. I found myself backing down. In the months since this began, the girls had learned just how to dress me to emphasize and minimize the right things. The high schoolers were genuinely impressed at how much I had improved. Just since a month ago, when they had last seen me, the girls rejected dress after dress before finally an orchid-colored ankle-length halter dress covered with sequins. It had a long slit that came all the way up my thigh and showed off my legs. The only thing I was grateful for was that I couldn't wear a corset with it, and because Andy and I were close in height, I knew they wouldn't put me in anything higher than five-inch heels. It was kind of embarrassing, because when we went to the mall, I was dressed as Kylie, and I knew I passed pretty well, but the girls insisted in going into Nordstrom for a pair of sexy stockings for the dress. The woman who had sold me those first eight pair of pantyhose was delighted to see me back and to see how much I had transformed since the first trip to her shop. When she met the girls who were obviously putting me up to things, I could see a wicked little smile spread across her face. The woman in the shoe store was delighted to sell me the sexiest pair of velvet shoes with stiletto heels and a rhinestone design on the pointy toe to match my dress.
I knew among other problems to worry about, my feet would feel like they were on fire all night. Hair and makeup would be taken care of by Karen, so I'd be spared that ordeal, but we needed accessories. A necklace would look silly with the halter top, but we had to get just the right pair of sparkly amethyst earrings. I also got a silver clutch bag to put my makeup and other necessities in. Fortunately, the dress we got from Macy's, so I was able to tell my dad that I was buying a suit for a dance, and he was ecstatic. Most all the expenses could be hidden as things I would need to take a girl to a dance. The only thing I had to actually pay for myself was the shoes. With a week left until the dance, there were three things that took up what I felt like all of my time. Karen was relentless. She wanted to do dry runs where I'd put on the dress and she'd do my hair and makeup in order to perfect just the look she wanted. I did a lot of dancing. Dancing as a girl was very different. I was never really a great dancer as a guy, but women move their arms in a completely different way than guys do. Of course, there was also the usual practicing of movements. However, it really intensified. God help me if I made a male mannerism in Wendy's presence. Kylie, stop pacing, ordered Deanna. I had been pacing back and forth across Amanda's dorm room floor, fidgeting and playing with my hair. I could feel my heart pounding, and I was trying not to shake. I was going to a dance dressed as a girl. Worse, it was with a boy. What if he decided that I liked him and relaxed? The girls smiled at me as they looked over. I knew they were looking forward to my humiliation much more than to their own dates. Worst of all, I had to act like I was thoroughly in love with this guy. Deanna and Amanda had made that fact abundantly clear. If I didn't do a good enough job, then their retribution would be swift and severe. It wouldn't be a question if they'd send out the pictures, but only who they'd send them to. They wanted to see lots of serious hugging and kissing all night long, they said. If there was lint on his sports coat, I had better remove it before they saw it. If they saw my hands and neither one of them was holding his, I'd regret it. There was to be no question that he was my boyfriend and we were in love. They had spent a lot of time teaching me how to dance and how to kiss a guy, and they wanted to see lots of both. Deanna was going with Jim, but the other girls had no trouble getting dates for this dance. They all wanted to be there to see my humiliation. The other guys were also not told that I was a boy in case one of them accidentally said something and Andy found out. Since they were mostly Andy's friends, they may have wanted to say something to protect their friend anyway. Kylie, sit down. I sat on the bed across from Deanna. I'm going too, you know. I know, I said, feeling a bit ashamed of myself. But I couldn't help it. But you're going with your boyfriend. The one you've had for three years now. I'm a straight guy going on a date with another straight guy. Have you looked at your reflection? Asked Wendy. I don't know if that straight guy thing is going to cut it when you're dressed like that. Look, Kylie, Andy is the perfect guy for you. 
He's actually really sweet, and he's so shy with girls that he won't put the moves on you. You couldn't pick a better guy for your first date, assured Deanna. She was right, of course, but I hated the way she said first date. That implied many more dates in my future. When the guys arrived, Andy stood out because he was clearly just as nervous as I was. In that way, maybe we did make a good match. He kissed me on the cheek to greet me. It wasn't a long or romantic kiss, but I remember wondering if he had been coached on that move. I smiled lovingly back at him and grabbed his hand so we could walk out to the waiting limo. We all crowded inside with me still holding Andy's hand. As the girls looked at me like they were expecting something, I decided to snuggle up close to my date. Tentatively, he put his arm around my shoulder. The girls seemed satisfied with that. Soon, the limo pulled up to the dance, and I felt a little ridiculous. The hall was kind of in the middle of cornfields, and it was in serious need of redecorating. Still, everybody else was dressed in the same fancy attire, so we didn't stand out. As soon as we were all out of the car, Amanda whispered in my ear, Don't forget, you're in love. I gave her a dirty look because I had been way more affectionate to him in the car than any of the other girls had been with their dates. But I still leaned in closer to him as we walked in. There was a photographer there, and we got several pictures of our whole group together. I felt pretty embarrassed to be standing in the front row with the other girls while the guy stood behind us. After that, it was time for couples' pictures. And you can guess which couple went first. We posed with us gazing into each other's eyes, with me straightening his tie, and worst of all, with us kissing. I think Andy was more embarrassed than I was, even as Amanda whispered to me, this is going to be a great souvenir for the evening. The dance floor could have certainly been bigger for the number of people there. To say that it was crowded would be an understatement. But it was a relief that I finally got to let go of Andy's hand as we danced to the pulsing rhythms of dance music. I really had no idea what we were listening to. But thanks to the constant dancing practice, I could actually look like I belonged on the dance floor. This was a big step up from my usual rhythmless shuffling from side to side. Andy didn't seem to be a bad dancer, but he was so timid and the crowded floor didn't help as we kept bumping into people. Two songs later, the DJ started playing a slow one. I immediately pulled Andy close and just hugged him tightly as we swayed back and forth to the music. I had to reach up and put my arms around his neck. There was really no place else to put them. The girls had told me the best thing to do when dancing with the guy was to put my head on his shoulder so he wouldn't see my face up close. But that naturally made the guy think I really liked him. They didn't tell me that part. Deanna and Jim were out on the dance floor with us, but out of the corner of my eye, I could see Wendy and Amanda watching us. So I gave Jim a romantic kiss when the song ended. It was slow and as passionate as I could muster. He was dumbfounded, but judging by the reaction from Wendy and Amanda, they were pleased. One more fast dance, then it was back to the table for dinner, 
in a speech from the softball team coach and an alumni. I was really glad to sit down. The dinner wasn't really all that good, and in those sorts of situations, I just fill up on bread. Unfortunately, Karen was sitting next to me, and there was no way she was going to let me make a pig of myself with a communal bread basket. At least we had a scoop of peppermint ice cream for dessert. Karen, Deanna, and I went to the bathroom to freshen up our makeup. I was exhausted from trying to keep up the charade, and be affectionate too for that matter. As I reapplied my lipstick, which undoubtedly was messed up from kissing Andy, I asked them how I was doing. You know you had better do a good job, said Karen. Amanda will really let you have it if you don't do this. I know that, I said. I'm really trying, but am I doing enough? He's not very affectionate, you know. I know, said Deanna. Look, just get him out on the dance floor. Give him a really affectionate and public kiss, because we spent a lot of effort on teaching you how to kiss, and I know Amanda wants to see you show what you learned. Try and turn him on a bit, said Karen. What do you mean, I asked. Brush up against him, adjust your stocking, stand in ways that show off your body. Just see if you can rev up his engine a bit. You'll make it easier to get him to show more affection to you. When we left the bathroom, I didn't even sit back down. I grabbed Andy and let him out on the dance floor. I took Karen's advice and tried the dirty dancing that girls had showed me. Those were the kind of moves I never thought I'd do with the guy, but I also wanted to turn him on. I was not going to feel Amanda's wrath over this. When the slow dance came, I had my head on his shoulder as we swayed to the music. Do you like me, Andy? I asked. I've never met anybody like you, he replied. Girls usually just aren't all that into me at all. Andy, that's not it. You're just a lot of work, and girls probably think that you don't like them. Why would they think that, he asked. Because you hold your cards so close to your chest that no girl would ever know you like them, I replied. Do you trust me, I asked. Yeah. When this song is over, I'm going to give you a huge kiss. Can you let yourself go, enjoy it, and just do what feels natural? Yeah, I'd like to try that. Great. Sure enough, the song ended. And then it was showtime. I grabbed his head and I kissed him right on the lips. Soon our tongues were in each other's mouths. I know that Amanda and the other girls were snapping humiliating pictures of me the whole time. But that wasn't important. What was important was that I was doing just what the girls wanted. Maybe the experience would improve his confidence. I like to think that it would. As we were walking back to our table, Deanna gave me the thumbs up sign. It looked like I was home free. I could tell that she was quite delighted and even proud of me for taking her advice. I had definitely softened up Andy too. He wasn't putting moves on me or anything, but he was at least comfortable enough to talk to me. I was starting to see some of the energy and humor I saw when he talked with Jim or the other guys. I continued to give him small little affections, but the need for a major kiss type moment was over. Finally, I went to get us some drinks. Unfortunately, I was intercepted by all four of the girls. Kylie, I'm so sorry, said Amanda. I can't tell you how suspicious it made me to have her apologizing. Yeah, we screwed up, added Wendy, 
What's wrong? I asked cautiously. We thought that you would be able to give Andy confidence, said Amanda. We should have thought this through. I really don't see the problem. It hasn't been easy, but I can tell he's had a good time, I said. That's the problem, explained Karen. Would it help your confidence if you had a date with a fabulous girl? She really seemed into you, but then she never wanted to see you again, ignored your calls, and just basically disappeared? Or would you wonder what you did wrong? asked Deanna. I see your point, I said. I guess Andy is the one who deserves the apology, though. You could tell him I was your girlfriend, and I just did this to give him a... We thought about that, said Wendy, cutting me off. It could seem like a cruel prank. We talked about it, though. If you go out with him seven or eight more times, you can let him down gently, said Amanda. This is just going to require a lot more time commitment from you than we had planned. No, I'm not going out with Andy again. No way, I said. I'm putting my foot down. You're adorable when you put your foot down in those sexy purple shoes, said Wendy. There is one other way, suggested Karen. What's that? It has to be better than all of these dates, I said. Well, if you gave this date a happy ending, I don't think he'd be upset that you're not going out again, replied Karen. No, I was firm. I get it, Kylie. Really, I do, said Deanna. But it's not like you'd even have to give him a blowjob. Just reach down in his pants and get him off with your hand. It wouldn't be much different than masturbating, interjected Amanda. You sure loved doing that before we caged you. But it's another guy, I complained. I knew he wouldn't do it, said Wendy. Where should they go next weekend? Weekend? Why not a midweek date, said Karen. Come on, please, I pleaded. I'm sorry, Kylie, said Amanda. Do you want to keep seeing him, or do you want to get this over with? Just get it over with, I said. Then convince me you want to, said Amanda suddenly. I want to give him a hand job, I said. You can do better than that. I want to get my date Andy off and make him come for me, I said in my girliest voice. That's much better, said Amanda. Go to it. I hope you enjoyed that audio. That was a wonderful reading by Shayla doing my story, College Changes a Guy, Book 8. If you enjoyed it, check out the book, or even better yet, check out the whole series. Uh, the books are between like $14.99 and $15.99 a piece the, for eight books, and you can buy the whole collection for $49.99 at um, Clips for Sale. Also, please, if you're on Night Flirt, check out Ms. Candy Apple. MS space candy space apple. Um, she has a bunch of my audios and it's one of our writers, Claudia, who's answering the phones. And we really want to make this big because it gives us a chance to sell our audios in a different, in a different place on knife flirt as opposed to clips for sale. And I have some on, I want clips and I have some on audible or Amazon, but, uh, it really means a lot to me if you can help make uh, miss candy apple popular. So have a wonderful week. I have had a great time. Um, if you listened to my last podcast, you know that uh, I got a dog from Shayla that had to make the trip all the way from Texas to Chicago. He has arrived safe and sound. His name is Chance, and he is doing well. We've bonded very quickly, and um, I as, as, as soon as he gets potty trained, we are going to have a lot of fun together. So it's been a great week.
Anyway, I will see you next week, and I think, or I'm hoping that we'll have a Mistress DJ interview for that. Take care. Bye-bye.